Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is November 16th, and our reading comes from Hebrews chapter 13. The author of Hebrews closes out the chapter with just a lot of practical, simple instruction to remind us of. Beginning in verse 1, he says this, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels. So he tells us to love each other. You know, one way to understand Christian maturity is a growing capacity to love people despite our differences, despite our imperfection, but there is a love, there's an enjoyment of other people. I think about marriage. One of the things that is true for Tina and I is through the years, we've grown in our capacity to love and appreciate and enjoy each other, even though there are things that are different about us. In other words, things that early in our relationship used to drive us crazy, now we've learned to appreciate, now we've learned to embrace, now we've learned to love even if we don't agree about those things, even if we would say to ourselves, I would never handle that situation the way he does or the way she does. We used to we tried to fix each other. Now we're able to love each other. And just imagine when we're hospitable, just imagine if you were entertaining an angel. Man, isn't that crazy? Angels throughout the Bible don't have giant wings. They usually appear to be a man. And uh, so we could be showing hospitality to somebody and actually entertaining an angel. Watch this. Verse 3, remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. I love our prison ministry because every week we're taking the gospel into the prison, not only our service, but even doing small groups and loving on those prisoners and helping prepare them to transition back to normal life outside the prison. And what a privilege that is for us. Verse four, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. Man, marriage is so foundational to the kingdom of God, to the church, and to culture even. And so it's so important that we fight for our marriage. And listen, let me encourage you, not just to stay married, but to build a great marriage. Keep learning, keep growing. Listen, here's the secret to marriage. Keep learning and growing and maturing. Because as I mature in my faith, my marriage can't help but get better. You say, why is that true? Because as I mature in my faith and the Spirit of God is producing in me love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit is all relational. All of that stuff dramatically strengthens and improves my relationship. So Tina and I, through the years, we've read books and we've done counseling and we've listened to podcasts and we're both trying to learn and grow. We're trying to settle the issues in our heart that have a tendency to mess up relationships. So as we continue to grow and to mature, our relationship continues to improve. Verse 5, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. Man, what an important verse for American culture. we got to embrace contentment 
We've got to be careful that we're not always reaching for more, losing our margin, losing sight of God, putting ourselves under stress, destroying our family. And it's all because we've been convinced that the secret to happiness is having more. Well, this verse tells us the secret to happiness. He goes on to say, God said, I'll never leave you or abandon you. The secret to our happiness is falling in love with Jesus learning to live in His presence, allowing Him to work in our life, and watching how that impacts and touches everything else in our life. That's where we find happiness. So let's be content. Let's live with some margin. Let's make Jesus our top priority. Again, that's why giving is such a powerful tool to really guard our hearts from materialism that has a tendency to destroy us. Verse 7, remember your leaders who taught you the Word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Man, I love that, right? Let's submit to spiritual authority. At our, at our church, we have such a great staff who lead so well and who love all of you. Man, let's honor them. Let's do what we can to bless them. When I think about the men who have poured into my life, Dr. Bennett and Pastor Chris and, and so many others through the years that have just loved me and encouraged me, Michael Fletcher and Steve Blair and Dino and so many other men, Hal Santos, so many men that just loved me, encouraged me, strengthened my faith. Man, I want to honor them. I want to bless them. I want to follow their example. We ought to be able to say, follow me as I follow Jesus. Watch this, verse 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a great verse, right? So everything that we're reading in the Bible, when we're reading through the Gospels and we're seeing the person of Jesus and the way that he relates to humanity, just remember, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God does not change. We can trust him. We can rest in his character. Skip down to verse 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So let's make sure that a whole life is a lifestyle of worship and praise and gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. And the truth is, when that's so, then we can't help but be generous, right? When our heart is full of gratitude, then it also produces generosity, right? So he says, man, let's worship, let's bless, let's praise the Lord, let's give him thanks, let's worship. And when we do, let's be generous in our giving and help to other people. Verse 17, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Man, if I'm your pastor or whoever your pastor is or your church staff at your church, their service and ministry to you should be a joy. So how do I live and relate to the spiritual authorities in my life in such a way that they feel joy in leading and serving and helping me. Man, that needs to be our responsibility. And so many times in church world, especially in American culture, man, pastors are hanging on by a thread. You'd be amazed when I listen to the story and hear pastors open their hearts so frequently how difficult it is to pastor 
an American church full of people who are so independent and so called up in the world and and don't really love Jesus and don't really honor and and love their pastors. One of the things that I've been so blessed, I've been at Definition now 22 years, and I'm so grateful that that has not been true at Definition Church, that I have gotten to, generally speaking, serve a group of people who love Jesus and have loved me and Tina well, and I'm so grateful for that. Verse 20, now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. I love this. Watch. Again, he's asking God to produce in us all that he expects of us. Watch this again. Verse 21. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he Produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. What a great verse. May he produce in you. Man, this is my prayer for you is may he produce in you every good thing that is pleasing to him. So when we go through this chapter and we're touching on all these practical things, it would be easy to kind of get overwhelmed and say, how am I going to remember all that? How can I do all of that and get frustrated or worried or afraid? May he produce in you. This is the Christian life. It's simply inviting God inviting the Holy Spirit to produce in us what is not natural to us and what we have proven that we don't have the capacity to produce in ourselves. We're trusting God to do in us what we cannot do. Man, this is so good. I hope that encourages you today. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this word. Help us, Lord, to keep loving each other. Help us, God, to remember those who are in prison. Help us, God, to build strong marriages. Help us, God, to be content and to be generous. Help us, God, to respond to our leaders and spiritual authority in a way that honors and blesses them. We thank you, God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And ultimately, God, we ask you to produce in us through the power of Jesus, the presence of your Holy Spirit, every good thing that is pleasing to you. God, we open our hearts today and trust you to do it. We are dependent upon you, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that encourages you today. I'd love going through the book of Hebrews. It's been so good. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.